stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and a great show this is today. I say that because I have a real expert on the phone. I have a former radio star, public relations expert, entrepreneur, CEO, and truly a great friend, and that would be Miss Kathy Carestis. Welcome to the show. Hi, Joyce. I'm so happy to be here. Well, you know, this won't be hard for you. For those of you, if you don't know, Kathy has had a long career in radio and advertising. And TV. Probably, if you're anywhere from the Pittsburgh area, recognize this voice because she still does work in the area and really had a great influence on me and helping me. So, Kathy... I'm just so thrilled to have you with us. So before we start, how about if we start by you telling our listeners throughout the world, what made you decide to pursue a career in media? Well, it started, let's go back 100 years. Uh, When I was right out of college, I ended up, um, I wanted a job, and I had a job at this little newspaper, the Bentleyville Courier, and they paid me pittance, and I had to do everything. And I thought, gee, I'm doing all this work and I'm not getting paid. I think it was $100 a week I made. I had to print the pictures, go to the, every meeting, take the pictures, everything. So finally, I got this call one day that said, would you like to do a radio commercial for us? And I thought, radio commercial? So I did it. It was for this bath store. And it went on the air. And the uh, general manager of WESA in Shalleroy, Pennsylvania, gave me a call, and he said, hi, would you like to be on the air doing the news? And I thought, oh, my gosh, what's he talking about? And he said, yeah, I'm, really, I'm willing to give you a chance, but see, what you don't know is that was the time when they were asking women to come on the air. It was, that was like the new wave to get a woman on the air because they hadn't had many before that. So I went over to Shalroy, and I worked there. Not that the money was much better than the newspaper, but... I really learned there, and I learned from actually the general manager, because I was writing stories that were like five minutes long, you know, to read it on the air, and he finally sat me down one day, and he says, you know, we have to shorten these stories up. You can't read a news piece, like a news story, more than, let's say, 15 seconds. And I thought, how can I write everything into 15 seconds? But guess what I learned? And the other thing was, I thought, now how am I going to supplement this income? So one day I heard about the Associated Press. And the Associated Press, um, obviously we had the Associated Press machine in the newsroom. And uh, they and I used to see these names come up. And I thought, how did they get their names on the screen here? And I'm thinking, hmm. And I called the AP and I said, how, how do these people get their names on here? And he says, well, you have to give us stories. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, and then we pay you at the, uh, at the end of the month. And I said, how much do you pay? He said, five bucks a story. So... Guess what? I went into high gear. I gave the Associated Press more than 1,000 stories in the course of one year. Wow. And, and they said that was more stories than anybody has ever given. And even to this date, they were talking about it at the Associated Press banquet this year. They said nobody has ever given that many stories to this point either. 
So as a result, I was given a national award from the Associated Press, and I was sent to um, New Orleans to accept it. And while I was down there, um, <clears throat> I talked to, I saw a lot of people, including the general manager of WTAE. And that's in Pittsburgh, too. That's one of the bigger radio and television stations. And we talked for a while, and he said, boy, he says, I'm surprised. He said, how'd you get all those stories? I said, well, I just worked hard. And he said, what kind of stories were you given? I said, well, remember when the Pinto blew up, and that was, it was a big <clears throat> Pinto story? Oh, yeah. And I says, I gave them all the information on that. And then I gave them one when the truckers all decided to just have a, they just went on strike. The guys just said, I'm, we're done, the big 18-wheelers. And I, I went into, the, into a truck with, an 18, with a guy from an 18-wheeler, and we talked, and I did a really good story, and I won an award for that. that was, those were two state awards. So he says to me, did you ever think about maybe coming to WTAE? And I looked at him with big eyes, and I said, well, sure, I'd think about it. He says, you might be hearing from me in about six weeks or so. I said, okay. So I went home. I was oh, so, I thought, oh, my gosh, WTAE is going to call me. Wow. What, how could that be? And next thing you know, they, um, <clears throat> they did call, but it wasn't for what I thought it would be. They were calling me to say that they wanted a traffic reporter. Now, here I am, a girl from Belvernon, thinking, how can I do the traffic in Pittsburgh? I won't know <laughs> a thing about that. So... They said, would like you to do the traffic. And he, they said, do you think you can do that? I said, oh, sure. I never said no to anything. Oh, sure, I can do it. And so I waited for another call, and I said, Kathy, you're, you don't know how to do the traffic. And I waited for the call, waited for the call, and then they called me, and they said, I happened to be in Philadelphia at the time, and I accepted the call, and they said, you know what, we've hired someone else who can fly a plane. They oh. had hired Neil Spence to do the traffic from an airplane, and they said, so we're not going to be using for the traffic. And I, in a way, I was relieved. In another way, I was very disappointed. So I sat out for about maybe six more weeks, and they called me again. And they said, we're going to have an opening on our radio station with O'Brien and Gary. Would you like to come work as a news, um, news person there? You'd be co-anchoring with Alan Bull. And I thought, oh, my gosh, Alan Bull. I've listened to him my whole life. And so I went I got went to the station, and I worked there. Now I'm... I won't say. <laughs> I can tell you more stories, but I won't say. Um, anyway, I worked there, and well, I was I was there for nine years, and about the seventh year, uh, the um, not the station manager, the news the news assign the news um, manager at WTAE TV said, "How would you like to come work for us over in TV?" So after my radio show with with the news. I would at nine o'clock. I was done as I got up at four thirty in the morning or three thirty in the morning every day to go do this, and then hmm, I went to television and they gave me stories where I would do street reporting, and I handled all the street reporting. So I covered things. That inc- oh gosh, I covered so many stories I can't even tell you. They included. I mean, I interviewed people too. I interviewed like Prince Charles. Wow. I interviewed um, uh, Jimmy Carter. Good. And wow, you really had some big interviews. I know. And then I had, they were like Captain Kangaroo. Yeah. Pop Keish, and I interviewed him. That was, a, that was the best interview of my life. I loved interviewing him. And, um, and I loved him. I know, I did too. And when I was interviewing him, I said, I am 
so excited to be interviewing you. And I says, I used to watch you every single day. And he said to me, you know what, that makes me very happy. And he says, here's what I want to tell you. I want to tell you that it really makes me happy to hear these kinds of stories in my age, knowing that I made someone as special as you and, you know, who's so good on the air. He says, I'm very impressed with you. So he signed, he gave me a book and he signed it for me. <laughs> Wasn't that nice? Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't surprise me about him. I know. He was actually, he was wonderful. Yeah, he was. He was a good, he was. Mr. Green Jeans. No. Not, no, that's Captain Kangaroo I'm talking about. Mr. Yeah, Green Jeans was his sidekick. No, that's what I mean. That oh, yeah, Mr. Green Jeans was Mr. Green Jeans, I remember. Okay, good. And, and Mr. And Captain Kangaroo, he had that uh, clock. He had the uh, grandfather clock. Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah. Well, then, so then, Kathy, you are a great example of initiative. You know that? I said I never said no, never said no. I could, I could do it, I can do it, I can do it. And see, for all the young people listening to the show today, hear me. It takes initiative. Kathy would have never had that opportunity if she wouldn't have taken risk. And she did. Think how many risks you took. I was just thinking when you told that story. Now, Kathy knows me very well, so she's going to know what I mean when I say this. Kathy, just think if they would have asked me to do the traffic. <laughs> That's right. Anybody, just think about that. If oh, he, my goodness. He doesn't know anything about traffic. For those of you that don't know this, in addition to epilepsy and a hearing loss, I do have a directional disability, so <laughs> I would have been telling everyone everything wrong. So, wow, what a challenge that would be for me. That's but right. So you ended up doing, you didn't have the plane. That's what helped you there, not, not having that airplane. So how long were you with WTAE then? I was there until 1993, and at that point, I I knew the radio station had hadn't re um, they didn't re uh, what's the, reassign O'Brien and Gary's contract, and I figured, hell, what am I going to do? I don't I don't what am I going to do now? They're going to leave, and so they really wanted me out along with them because they were paying them and me some pretty nice money. And I thought, I'm not going to be stupid and just go out like that. I'm, and they said, we're going to make you a street reporter for radio. And I had, to do, I had to do weekends, and I had to do, I mean, really crap jobs. So I went out and I did whatever I could. In the meantime, I thought, I'm going to go look for another job. I know they're going to get rid of me. So <clears throat> I went to um, all the different colleges in Pittsburgh. I went to Point Park. I went to um, Chatham. I went to, you name it, and then I finally I went to Carlo. I just made a phone call, and I, thought, and I said, um, I talked to the president of the college. So they Wow, is that what you did? I did, yes. So I went through, and I talked to this Grace Ann Geibel, Sister Grace Ann Geibel, and I said, Sister, I said, I was wondering if I might be able to come in and meet with you. And I said, I'm, I used to be on WTAE, or I am on WTAE, and I have a couple things I want to talk to you about. And she said, Oh, okay. She calls me honey. Okay, honey, come on over on this date. And I said, okay. So on that date, I, I appeared in her office, and I'm, she's sitting on the couch or on the chair, and I'm sitting on the couch. And I said, sister, I want you to tell me something. I said, doesn't anything happen up here? And she said, oh, what are you talking about? I said, guess what? I've been in the news for almost 15 years, and I said, I have never been on this campus. I said, so that tells me that you're not newsworthy. And she said, oh, yes. And I said, well, tell me a news story. 
and she couldn't answer. And I said, Sister, let me ask you this question. How do you, t- how do you talk to people? And she says, what do you mean? I said, well, how do people know about you? And she said, oh, we have this lovely journal. She picks up this journal. And I said, and who gets this journal? And she said, well, it's this, the faculty and some of the students. And I said, oh, great. So you like to talk to yourselves. Is that what you're doing? You talk to yourself up here at Carlo. And she goes, oh, well, I never thought of that. And I says, well, that's what I'm hearing. I says, you don't talk to the media. And I says, and tell me, does Pittsburgh really know about you? And she said, yes, I would think so. I says, I never see commercials for you. I never see you in the paper. I don't read about you in the paper as far as news stories. I said, sister, I don't think you're doing a very good job of this. She said, well, what are you saying? I said, well, I'm saying that if you brought me on to do media or PR, I would make this, I would, not only would I do a lot for this school the first year, but I'm going to make you a promise. If after one year, I'm going to do something that's going to bring this, the city of Pittsburgh to you. I said, you're not going to have to go looking for them. They're going to be coming to you after one year. And she said, well, what do you mean? I said, I haven't figured out what that means, but I know that that's, um, that's going to be a promise to you. Now, you know what? I want you to stop right there because when we come back from break, I want you to tell everyone what that idea was and how magnificent of an idea that was. But right now, we have to go to break. If you just joined us, we are talking to Kathy Carestis, who truly is a champion for all to learn from. And we are so honored to have her with us today. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Kathy. Don't go away. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST. 
4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you've been listening to us, we're talking to Kathy Karustis, former radio star, PR expert, entrepreneur in the area of communications, and truly, as I've told everyone, one of my closest friends and a friend to all of you. Here is a woman with a disability who is truly dynamic in all ways, someone that you can learn from, and someone who's one of the hardest workers I know who is so talented. And when we went to break, Kathy was talking about when she went to Carlo University, which before was called Carlo College, but when she went to Carlo University, she had the initiative to go meet with the president. And, of course, as I told you, Kathy's very well known. So the president met with her, and she told the president she had an idea, an idea that would make Carlo known throughout Pennsylvania. Um, and, Kathy, do you want to tell them what that idea was? Right. Um, well, I did their PR. First of all, they had more commercials than they knew what to do with it. And I used to do their voiceovers for the commercials talking about Carlo. And then I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, well, the year's almost up. I've got to start thinking of something else. So finally one day I'm sitting in the boardroom, and across the boardroom was a border all the way across, and it was, it was the actual mission statement for Carlo. And I'm reading it, and it says, Competent and Compassionate Women. And I'm thinking, Competent, Compassionate. I thought, what can I do with Competent and Compassionate? So finally, I came up with the idea of the Women of Spirit program. And it was to honor different women um, who are competent and compassionate in their particular fields. And so I started out, and I thought, well, who the heck am I going to honor? I didn't even know who I was going to honor, but this is my great idea. So finally, I thought, well, heck, we'll call it Women of Spirit. And then um, I, I thought more and more about it. I thought, well, who, who am I going to do? Finally, I thought of Patty Burns. Patty Burns was a very good friend of mine. She worked at KDKA TV. She was an anchor, but she got uh, lung cancer, and she died um, shortly thereafter. But I used Patty as my first woman of spirit. and She was so excited when I gave her that honor. And she took the award onto the show for the news that night, and she said, I am so proud to be honored by Carlo. This is the award they gave me. And she went on and on. And I thought, okay, well, good. We're out of the door there. So that was good news. That was also a promotion. And next thing I knew, I thought, okay, now we have one. <laughs> and I thought, well, now how, what am I going to do for these women? I have to do something. So each month I had a luncheon for them at the place of their choice, and this luncheon would be, they could bring their friends and family, and that's where the award was given to them. And then after the lunch, 
after I honored these, first I thought, well, how many women am I going to honor? I thought, should I honor three for the year or should I honor four for the year? And finally I thought, oh, all, the, all these women, all these women were coming to mind. Why don't I honor this one, this one, this one? So finally, like a fool, I decided to honor 12 women a year. Once a month I was going to do this, in, in, in addition to doing all the PR and media for this school. And so I, I honored Patty, and then I honored a second woman, then I honored a third woman. These were women like uh, Frida Shapira, uh, uh, Helen Hannah Casey, Annie Hannah Sestra, her sister. They're the ones who have, they're with the Howard Hanna Company. And Mrs. And, Rooney. What's that? Mrs. Rooney. Mrs. Rooney. Who is the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's correct. And, I mean, the, the, the names went on and on. So each month I would honor them and I would have them go take a picture at a studio, a studio shot where they look very pretty. And I would get these beautiful pictures back. And, and I thought, now, okay, now where am I going to have this, this event for, you know, 12 women? I thought, well, how many am I, should I expect? So then I thought, well, if each one, I was thinking, if each one brings three people, Maybe we'll have 36 people or 360 people. And then I thought, oh, man, that's not a very good number. And then I thought, well, if I could get 500 people there, wouldn't I be happy? And so somehow we made it 500 people. And the first year was called, I had a theme. The first year was called, uh, this, let's see, I forget what it was called the first year, um, the Secret Garden, I think. Yeah, that's what it was, the Secret Garden. And so everything was beautiful. I mean, I had all these plants. I had all these flowers. It was beautiful. And here, as the, the um, invitations went out, people were getting back and they were buying like two tables, two tables of 10. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be bigger than I ever thought it would be. And before I knew it, I had 700 people coming to this event. And I thought, wow. And so we went, we did the event at the, um, at the Hilton Hotel in Pittsburgh. And everybody who walked in that room said, oh my gosh. This is so beautiful. This is so beautiful. And they said, how are you going to outdo yourself next year? And I thought, oh, my gosh, I haven't even gotten through tonight. So they, um, I honored them. And, and then I, I thought, now I got to, as soon as I left there, I thought, i got to get started on next year. So I immediately started for next year. And I think, Joyce, is that the year you were yeah, honored? Right. So the next year I thought, now who are my 12 women going to be? So I started with through the list. And was your year the one with Mrs. Rooney? Yes. That's what I thought. Okay, so I'm going through it, and I thought, now, somehow, I think I'm, I don't know how I heard about you, to be honest with you, Joyce. Um, your name came up I somehow, I and I thought, well, now, they said she does stuff with disabilities. And I yeah. thought, well, she's, well, she's pretty noteworthy. So I decided to call Joyce, and I said, would you like to be a woman of spirit? And you said, Joyce. Would I be a woman of spirit? When you first asked me this, I was overwhelmed. I was completely overwhelmed. But you mean when you asked me to speak? Yeah. When, you asked, when she asked me to be a woman of spirit, I was overwhelmed. But when she asked me to speak, my first comment was, why me? <laughs> why me? You have okay, people that's that right. I know it was the same year as Mrs. Rooney because I said, Mrs. Rooney, they own the Pittsburgh Steelers. People would much rather hear someone like that than me. But and Kathy I said, said no, no, that's I want why you. we're having you. We want someone like you. And I had to give this two-minute speech, and I'm going to tell you what. I was ready to kill Kathy 
Because just so you all know, this idea of what Kathy put together was phenomenal. This would be like CEOs of companies or uh, very... Well, actually, they, yeah, they would buy two tables. And, and the other part about this whole thing was all the money that we raised. I used to go, I used to, go to Jim Rohr's office at PNC. I used to go to... Um, all kinds of CEOs' offices, and I would say, would you like to give a scholarship in honor of your mother or your wife? And I was getting like $20,000 a piece from these guys. And so at the end of this entire realm, I had raised over $250,000 in scholarships for the students at Carlo College. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I when mean, I had it, Joyce there, and she kept saying, I said, I want you to give a little talk. And she said, about what? And I said, she goes, you can have Rooney, you can have this one. I said, no, I want you. I said, you have, you have such a good, you have a good business, and you have, you're such a good-hearted person. I want you to do it. And she got up. She was so nervous that night. So then she got up there and did it. And to this day, she still talks about. It. But what really makes me happy is Joyce always says, as many awards as I have received, yours is the best because yours was the first award I ever received. It was. I'll never forget that night. And, you know, we tell this story because now I speak all across the country and people think it is so easy. <clears throat> but Mary, my chief operating officer, knows that I, it was only a two-minute speech. I rehearsed that two-minute speech at least 500 times. <laughs> I mean, I knew it like you know a song. And, and this is what I always tell people. You know, you always have to be prepared no matter what it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I just want you to know that this idea that Kathy came up with not only was it phenomenal, and Kathy can tell you this, it was in such demand. Remember, Kathy, how people would call and they wanted, you know, they wanted to know if they were going to be a woman of spirit. Isn't that true? Exactly. Yeah, they would ask to be a woman of spirit, and I said, "We well, have to be nominated." Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And everybody was calling, "Can I be? A, can how can this woman get in?" As so I used, I had, um, um. Because keep in mind, I had forms that they had to fill out and sent in, and then we would sit around the boardroom and decide which woman we're going to choose. Yeah, it was a black tie dinner. This award was, again, as Kathy mentioned from when she read the mission statement, Carlo is a Catholic women's university, and the mission statement gave Kathy the idea to honor a woman that is not only very successful, but that also gives back. You know, someone that does something giving back. Um, and I am telling you, here's this black tie dinner, and it was so popular, so in demand. Uh, women want, they really wanted this award. They called Kathy saying they wanted it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was unbelievable. And then, you know, you and just, at, at the end, I started out with 700. At the end, I had 1,200 people at the 1200 last gala. 1,200 people. The last gala I had, it was 1,200 people. 1,200, can you believe that? I know. The Hilton is the only one that could have accommodated us. There was no other hotel in Pittsburgh that could take us. Isn't that amazing? Oh, and also, Kathy had everyone on TV, a little commercial. Oh, yes. Every, every, you know, every one woman of the month, they'd have a TV camera would come and record them and ask them some questions, and then I I would do the voiceovers, and I would say, Joyce Spender, another Carlo woman of spirit. Mm-hmm. And everybody saw those commercials, so there was another click for Carlo as far as advertising. And we had billboards for them. Did you have a billboard, Joyce? I don't know if I had a billboard, but I remember I think TV. I started that the third year. I remember the TV because I remember when uh, the woman from KDKA, Brenda, came out here. 
And I told mm-hmm. her, before you do this, now this is years ago, since then I do TV now a lot, but I said, I'm very nervous to do this. She said, okay, we'll do a, we'll do a run-through. I said, okay. So we did the run-through, and then she said, you're done. There you go. Yeah. Good trick. She was very, you were very good. Good. No, she tricked me. That's what she did. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It really did put Carla I was laughing here when you said that, because I thought she wasn't going to do any run-through again. She wasn't yeah. going to do it again. She's lying to her. That she was. You really did a great job. You really did, Kathy. That was a creative and absolutely unbelievable idea. It's such a great program. And every company and corporation in Pittsburgh knew about it. I mean, uh, it, it was just absolutely phenomenal. And I could go back to these companies year after year and say, we're having the woman of spirit. You know, could you do something? Could you do this? And, and say, what do, you, what do you need? And some, some places would buy three tables. And I think they were, were they 500 apiece or 250? Yeah. I think they were 500 apiece. Maybe they were more as time went on. And they would buy three tables. Oh, they didn't care. They didn't care. Right. And then, because they figured it's for a good cause. And then they would, um, they all participated. The guy, the CEOs came in their black ties. And it was great. It was. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to go to break for a minute. Then we'll be right back with Kathy Carestas, radio star, PR expert, and as you can see, media expert and a great friend to all of us. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Kathy. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Are you ready to take it to the next level, both personally and professionally? If your answer is yes, you owe it to yourself to spend an hour with America's coach, Dan Lear, and the road to success, broadcasting live every Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Dan shares proven success strategies that will take you from where you are now to where you want to go. Your road to success begins with America's coach, Dan Lear, on the Voice America Business Channel. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. 
How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at pornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. If you just joined us, we're talking to Kathy Carestis, radio star, media expert, friend to all of us, and a woman with a disability. And if you've been listening to the show, you will see what great ability she has. As a matter of fact, we were, before we went to break, talking about the Woman of Spirit Award, that she came up with this idea. This was an award to honor women successful in business and women who also gave back for Carlo University, a woman Catholic university headquartered in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I did want to mention one thing for all of our friends with disabilities, that at one of the last events, Kathy honored Judy Human, who is, as you all know, anyone listening to the show, Miss IDEA and Miss Civil Rights winner. I mean, Judy is a friend to all of us. It's so famous and well-known in disability history, and that was such a great honor for her. That's correct. And I want to tell you, the last gala that I had, um, prior to that, about six months prior, I had been diagnosed with MS. And I continued to go through this thing, and I was with a cane at that point, and I was, and then the night of the gala, I had a black formal gown on with tennis shoes on underneath because I hurt my feet and my legs were hurting so bad. And I remember Sally Wigan, the anchor from Channel 4, was at the microphone, and she had said some really nice things. She says, you know, despite the issues that she's dealing with, she didn't say MS, she says, despite the issues she's been dealing with, this girl put this entire gala together. And I thought, oh, I was so sick that night. I really didn't enjoy the last gala. And then I went home, and I had to rest. And, and I thought, oh, what, what is this MS? I don't even know what the hell, what's this doing to me? And so I stayed at my mother's house for a while, and, and, I, I, you know, and I just kept thinking. And I tried to, to, because I didn't know much about it. And maybe it was because I didn't, I didn't want to know much about it. Well, wait, and let's mention one other thing here, because I lived through this with Kathy. Um, so you know this. She was, just like me, completely misdiagnosed. Remember that, Kathy? That's correct. I, I don't even remember the name of it, but I remember her calling, telling me, oh, she had this problem, and she would, but this is why she was at Carla. She had this problem and told me, you know, her diagnosis. Again, listening to the show, remember I was misdiagnosed when I first went to the doctor. Remember he didn't even that's test right. me? That's uh, right. I remember. That's right. I went to one doctor. I had to have a brain scan. And when I came out of there, he said, oh, just as I thought, he said, you don't have a brain. Ha, 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 ha. 
And I thought, what the heck? So then I went to another doctor, and this doctor said, I looked at everything. He says, you know, I just think it's your age. I was like 40 at that point. And I said, it's my age. He says, yeah, a, little, a lot of women this age get aches and pains and don't know what's wrong. And he says, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. He says, I'm going to give you, um, what's the depression medicine? I'm trying to think what it was. Zoloft? No. Prozac? Prozac. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you some Prozac, and that's going to make you feel better. I said, Prozac? He says, yeah, I give it to my wife, too. Oh. He says, you're, <laughs> you're going to see, you're going to feel so much better when you take this. So as I'm checking out and giving my money at the desk, he comes around again. He comes over and he says, see these letters on my shirt here? It says MD. After you take this medicine in two weeks, you're going to be saying, it's going to say G-O-D to you. And I thought, what? He's going to become God because of this medicine. So like a fool, why, you know, I took the, <coughs> I took the medicine and... Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I was at home with my mother at that point, and I says, I don't know what's wrong. I can't, I still have my legs are burning. I, nothing's, everything's hurting. And so then I, it was around the 4th of July. Um, I had a really bad, it was 4th of July, and I was sitting outside with my mother and the family. It was a family picnic. And I remember saying, oh, this back and this burning, this burning. So my mother said, put one of these ice packs or these, one of those weight packs, you know, those things that you have for, if you want to keep your back straight or if your back hurts, you put those things on. So I put that stupid thing on. It wasn't even, it was nothing. And I'm, I'm like hurting and hurting and hurting. So finally, I thought, I can't take this anymore. So I said, I'm going over to the hospital, to the emergency room. And I went over there and it took forever. And this doctor saw me and I'm laying on the bed and he says, I just want you to know, he says, with your age, and you're a woman, he goes, you have MS. And I looked at him with these big eyes. I said, what are you talking about? He says, I'll tell you, you're going to find out it's MS. I says, well, what proof do you have? He says, as I said, you're a woman, and you're 40. This is when it happens. And so I left there so depressed. I'm thinking, what could, what's he talking about? And so then... I went to three other doctors, and they were giving me medicine and steroids, and none of that worked. And then finally I found this other doctor, Dr. Rock Hyman from Pittsburgh. He's at Presby, UPMC, and I've been going to him since then. And, oh, my God, it's like night and day. He's a real doctor. I mean, he has good bedside manner. He has good knowledge of the drugs and of the illness. And uh, he, he said to me, what we're going to do is we're going to um, we're going to get we, this new stuff has come out. It's called Ty Sabri. We're going to put you on that. So I had two infusions. They take one hour to get in and then one hour to recuperate after. They watch you for one hour. So I had that twice, and I thought, well, gee, if this is the cure, this is hopefully this will work. So I did one one month, one the second month, and guess what? I was in Florida for the third month. And we're and we're down down in Florida, and my other half hands me a newspaper. He says, "Read this newspaper. You're not going to like what you see." And this big headline says, "Ty Sabri removed off the market. Yeah. F- FDA takes it off." I remember that. And I'm like, "Oh, oh my! What am I going to do now?" 
So I had to wait for two, two or three years till it came back. And so I'm currently on it. I get it every six weeks now. And um, hopefully, I don't know if it's doing any, any good, but hopefully I get it done. That's where, I'm, that's where I am now. But I still have a real trouble walking. I have to use a wheelchair most of the time. And I'm going to physical therapy where I, I do, um, they do stretches with me and then they work on my, uh, I have to lay on the, the table and they bring my legs up to my butt while I'm laying on my stomach. And those stretches really help me. And I use the walker over there a few times just to try to walk a little bit. So I'm doing the best I can. All right, and let me just tell you if you're listening here. You know what? Here is a great speaker for you. Because here's Kathy. She had this happen later in her life, but she is not ashamed. She has accepted her disability. She is out there. She's on the radio show. And you know what? This just shows you you can make a difference. I'm going to tell you, I have many people that I love to spend time with. But as Kathy well knows, no one can make me laugh like Kathy Carestis. <laughs> I mean, I have been out with her where, honestly, I was afraid they were going to throw us out of the restaurant. And she has incredible ability. She is smart. She's talented. But see, what you all have to learn is to not judge people because they're in a chair. Because as I always tell you, I have epilepsy. But you're the temporarily able-bodied. You can join this group at any time in your life. But, Kathy, we did have uh, some questions for you from a couple listeners. One is from a young woman, and this is from Kansas, from a Terry, saying, Kathy, thank you for standing out there and helping people who have MS. My question for you is, what advice do you have for my daughter if she is being excluded from events at school she is now college age because of MS. Oh, that's surprising to be excluded. Well, but that doesn't surprise me because in some ways people, people like, they look at you because you're in a wheelchair and they, and they, and they, they just stare at you. They, and then you're at the door and you're waiting for them to hold the door open for you as you're going out and they just brush right on by. So my, my feeling is, She's just got to be strong, and she's got to just pursue her. She's got to pursue it, and just say, "I'm I'm entitled to be here, just like anybody else is." Yes, and that is the, exactly what I would say. Hey, you are big deal. You're in a chair. Guess what? People sit in chairs all day long. It's not your mind. It's not your brain. That's Remember, right. Remember, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, one of the greatest presidents in history. He ran three terms as president through the Depression, through World War II, and guess what, folks? He was in a wheelchair. He had polio. He was in a wheelchair through this whole time, which is what always amazes me, that you think a person in a wheelchair can't do a small job, and yet FDR was the president of the United States. So, you know, it's the way people think, but um, unfortunately people are bullied and excluded, and I say if you have friends that do that, get new friends. That's right. Right, Kathy? They're I not agree. your friends. Get new friends because there are great people out there. Well, it's also very surprising that when this happens to you, you realize who your real friends are. Yeah. Because some of them, like, don't even want to be a part of it. 
they they they, they don't come around as much. They don't call as much. Why? Because they think I'm a, it's contagious. They're going to get it too. But I know that from this whole experience. No, that is true. That is absolutely true. And you know, um, one friend of mine was telling me how she was in an automobile accident, and you know, now she has paraplegia, and she is in a chair, and her friend called her to tell her, once she, you know, right after she's getting out of the hospital, that her, that this friend's mother did not want her to be in the wedding because she would be in a wheelchair. Oh, there you go. And, and that's the example of stupidity at the highest level. But then you have people like Christine Griffin, United States EEOC Commissioner Christine Griffin appointed by President Bush, nominated by Senator Kennedy. And you know what? Here she is, an EEOC commissioner, and she's in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And believe me, it does not stop her, and she's very dynamic, and she is on it. And that's how you have to be. That is what I would say. I was going to uh, ask you this, Kathy, but... You, you can maybe talk. You already gave us one example. What I was going to ask you is, how different would you say it is when you're in a wheelchair? Did you notice people treat you differently? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In terms of, it still amazes me that things, like even when you go to a um, department store and they ask you to fill out, sign the card, they, they, there's not even a little ledge where you can reach to sign your name for the, your uh, credit card. They have to hand it to you, and it's really, it's really awkward to try to hold that thing and write with that thing. And I'm thinking, why don't they do this for the handicapped? And then I find that many of these stores, too, they have really narrow aisles for, like, where the clothing is. It's hard to even get around with a wheelchair. And well, then the other uh, thing is... I'll tell you what. We're going to go to break for a minute, and then when we come back, I want to talk about this more. You are listening to Joyce Bender with Kathy Carestis on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. 
Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists, and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, and if you just joined us, I am talking to Kathy Carestis, as you can see right at home on the radio, since she is radio star, PR expert, media person, uh, and also a woman living with MS. And let me tell you what, she is a dynamic individual. If you're looking for a consultant, if you're looking for a conference speaker, this is the woman because she's beautiful, she's dynamic, she has charisma because guess what? It's like me with epilepsy. That does not define me. That's just something that's part of me. Kathy, what I wanted to ask you about is you were talking about how people treat you differently now that you use a chair and how you've seen all these differences. Um, But as you mentioned earlier, it really shows you truly who your friends are. Uh, But you are out there. You're still moving. You're still making it happen. I'm wondering what advice do you have for people without disabilities? When dealing like how with to deal with people with who have disabilities? Without disabilities. Okay, and, and you're saying without disabilities, in what regard, how they should treat people yes. with disabilities? Right. Well, first of all, don't stare at them. I get so tired of staring. And then the other thing is, when you see a person in a wheelchair, here's what, here's what happens to me. I can't tell you how many times. They stare at you. They look at you. And these could be your friends. These could be people you know, and they'll say, oh, and then, and then they say, but you know, you look good. <laughs> I have heard you look good thousands of times. Oh. They just stare at the chair, they stare at you, and then they say, well, you know, you look good. So don't say something stupid like that. And then the other thing is, help. If there's a, if you're coming out of a door or opening a, open the door for them if you can, because a lot of times these doors don't have the handicap push button things. I know over at one of the movie theaters down here, they have it, but it never works. So if you can open the door for someone in a wheelchair, help do so, okay? And then the other thing is, um, uh, just talk to them. I mean. Be a companion. Be somebody. Just talk to them because sometimes they just, we just want to talk. And you At know, least I do. I like Kathy, to talk. <laughs> you're saying it all because here's the bottom line: I tell people treat the person with respect. Right. Treat them with dignity. 
That's how to treat them. Treat them with dignity. Um, and, Kathy, I have to tell you, because I know this may take a little bit of time, but I have asked every person on the show for the past four years the last two questions. Um, and in your case, you have already accomplished, oh, so many things in your life, and you've just done so much. But I wanted to ask you, of everything in your life, what are you the proudest of? What am I the proudest of? Mm-hmm. Your proudest accomplishment. Mm. I think it's the Woman of Spirit program. Yeah. I think I'm most proud of that, and I'm also most proud of the fact that I am here where I am in this stupid chair, and I'm still going. I'm still making every day count in one regard or another. So I think those two would be my most, I'm most proud of. That's right. And remember, you don't be ashamed of who you are. When you're listening to the show today, don't be ashamed of who you are. I will tell you right now, if you were having some type of media event or, you know, uh, anything like that, something where you needed creative ideas or uh, I don't care what it would be. I'd put Kathy Caressis up against anyone any day. It is not that you are in a chair. It's how people treat you when you're in a chair. Just like me, it's not that I have a seizure and, you know, fall down to the ground, it's how people act after I've had the seizure. Funny you said that, Kathy, about, uh, oh, you're in a chair, but you're looking good. You don't know how many times when I tell people I have epilepsy, they say to me, wow, but you, look you good? can't even tell. Uh, you look good. Yeah, you look good. You don't even look sick. There you go. And when they say that, I always want to say, wait, stand back. <laughs> I feel a seizure coming. Get out of my way. Hey, by the way, where's that E button I normally wear? You know, that's why what Kathy's saying, treat the person like a person. It takes no magic to figure this out. You treat the person with respect and dignity. I even find that when, like I've been in a store and people who've known me from radio or TV, they'll they'll stop and see me and that's when they look at me and they go, oh my God, you're in a wheelchair, what happened? And I'll say, well, I have MS. And then they'll say, oh, but you look good. That standard line. Well, you always look good. So just so you know that, she always looks good. No matter what, no matter where, she always looks good. Kathy and I have something in common. We love Lucille Ball. So, yes, you know, we we're do. Lucy and Ethel together when we're out somewhere. Um, but I can tell you one thing. She can always make me laugh. She's one of the kindest people I know. Good-hearted, but brilliant. She is brilliant, this woman. So I have a question for you. Um, do you give emails out? Yes, like an, yes. An, my email address? Yes. What would be probably best to do would be to send it to voiceamerica.com, and then they will send it to benderconsult.com. And then you would email it to and me. Then, for- yeah, if you want to reach Kathy, send it to voiceamerica.com for Disability Matters, and then send it to me so I can get in touch with Kathy. And, Kathy, I know we almost have to go. Before we leave, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Don't give up. Don't give up. Yes, isn't that true? Don't give up. No matter what, don't give up. It gets tough. Hearing it from a great person. 
And before I go, I just want to say, Kathy Karestis, you are the best. Thanks, lead Joyce. on, just like Justin Dart said, lead on no matter what. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.